You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. In the final part of the show, we get a view from mainland China from Brock Silvers, Chief Investment Officer at Cayenne's Capital. Good morning, Brock. Hey, good morning. Nice to chat with you again. Nice to chat with you too. So just I think we'll start with the uh, China developers and just questioning, how concerned are you with the situation with the developers and in particular Evergrande and Country Garden? Um. Look, it's hard to, I think, overstate the importance of what's happening in the Chinese real estate sector. Um, you know, real estate previously accounted for about a, a, perhaps up to a third of China's GDP, and now we see private developers are essentially insolvent. And I think that's probably all, all, most, if not all of them. Um, so they're kind of being propped up by Beijing as authorities work through a list of bad options. And it, that certainly includes uh, Country Garden and Evergrande at the forefront. So I, I think I'm, I'm very negative on, uh, on the sector as a whole. I just think the business model has changed and can't support the previous level of indebtedness. You, you've got a mismatch between balance sheets and income statements. So what does the government do? Does it allow these companies to default and just go under, or do they come in? I mean, they're trying to semi-bail them out, but at the same time not fully bail them out, and you're kind of kicking the can down the road. But at some point they need to make hard decisions. So what there, are those hard decisions? There's a limited runway to, to kick the can, right? Um, Beijing, I think, eventually will have to step in with a sectoral reorganization, but that would be politically vicious and financially very expensive. So I understand no one wants to do that. Um, in the meantime, I think they're just trying to kick the can while they work through some of these options. Not, and not the, not the least important risk is that I'm sure Beijing wants a functioning dollar bond market, but it's also not really a primary concern. You know, what they want are, what they really focus on are millions of undelivered homes, supply chains that may no longer be needed, uh, a tremendous loss of economic vitality. So something is going to have to be done, and the dollar bond maturity schedule is brutal. It cannot be fulfilled, and it marches inexorably closer. But more than the dollar bonds, what about the local bonds and then the effects that has on the financial institutions and other people in China itself? An equally terrible problem. The only, the only perhaps bright spot there is it is a domestic problem, which in some ways makes it easier to deal with, but in other ways presents other risks, you know, with sort of political risk and instability risk and so on. Um, but it's a morass of different problems that, that you can deal with now or you can deal with later, but they will have to be dealt with. I love governments, they like to deal with things later normally, so I guess that's what they're going Absolutely. to be doing. Um, so moving on, I mean, there are some policy uh, changes that have been happening, and we we saw factory numbers uh, through the Kaishin survey on Friday rise. Is that some sort of green sheet of recovery that we can cling on to, or is that a one-off? Uh, I think it's more of a one-off. Um, look, China's economy is not imploding. It just faces some very difficult systemic limits. Now, the improved data we saw last week could create some false pressure for some of the, you know, for some of the older stimulus measures, but they really no longer work. Um, 
you know, what China needs is some systemic reform, and, and that just isn't politically feasible. And that's the, the nub of the problem right there. Um, but people who, who think that we're kind of one rate cut away from returning to the good old days are going to be highly disappointed. And right now we're seeing some calls for stimulus tactics from the former model that just won't work in the new era. And I just don't see any combination of rate cuts, triple R adjustments, mortgage tweaks, stamp duty reductions. That's just not going to that's not going to right the ship. So I think there will be some pressure to act. But ultimately, I, I just don't see it mattering unless Beijing wants to deal with some of the issues in a in a more forthright manner. But you say they need a systemic reform, but they can't necessarily do that. At the same time, old policies don't work. So then are we just now in a limbo? And then how do we get out of it? Or how does China get out of this? I mean, what well, can look, be you, done? You've summarized it excellently. That's exactly the, the core issue. Now, China can muddle through it. Um, when Japan went through a multi-decadal issue, it wasn't that the Japanese economy simply imploded or went away. They just went through a period of low growth. And if China doesn't somehow find the political will to deal with some of the economically systemic issues, we're in for a new period where there will be lower growth. And that's going to be difficult for many aspects of the Chinese economy to accept. So, I mean, you got the lower growth. We all know about the pressures on the employment market, certainly within right. the youth employment. Um, consumer confidence is down. You, doesn't it start with trying to lift the consumers and trying to provide some sort of positivity on that side? Would that help? Look, a stronger consumer economy would certainly be helpful. It's, it, it, you know, it's one of the uh, it's one of the advantages in the U.S. economy, but it's also been something that China has been trying to establish since we were all, you know, younger men and women. It, it's a long term goal. It's not easy to achieve, and, and right now I don't see any reason to think that uh, that it's imminent. So what we see are even when Chinese consumers are feeling a bit more flush, um, it isn't translating into robust spending. It's translating into uh, a desire to save more because Chinese consumers, I think, see some of the risk on the horizon. So do you see China going down the Japan route and we're going to be stuck in this for quite a while? Or do you eventually think China will get it right? Um, I unfortunately think that we're in for at least a medium-term period of, uh, of, of slower growth that sorely misses the dynamism that we all became used to uh, in recent years. And part of that is cyclical, but a large part of it is just systemic. Um, if, if you can come up with a way to have sort of a, a communist system that generates capitalist returns, you know, you'll be a wealthy and renowned man because it just can't be done. Fair point. Um, unfortunately, that's all we have time for. Um, but I did like to thank you for coming on. That was uh, Brock Silver of uh, Cayenne Capital.